0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A very good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Stephen Gerrard says Rangers have left themselves with work to do against Progress Niederkorn. Neil Lennon says plans are in place should Kieran Tierney leave Celtic this summer. And Bobby Madden expects more penalties this season. Which is going to lead us on to an exciting season, Alison, when the referees are coming out and stating that. But well done to the, our clubs. In Europe, you would expect them. I know that Steven Gerrard a bit disappointed mm-hmm. that it was only 2-0. Create a lot of chances. Celtic, obviously, they're well and truly through with the 5-0. Um, Aberdeen, still a little bit of work to do. But with home advantage, um, I would expect them to get through as well. And uh, it has been a really good week for our Scottish clubs. Unfortunately, Kilmarnock couldn't hang in there. Mm-hmm. But well done to Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me tonight is Gordon DL. You can give us a call 01419511025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Remember the Celtic SE Festival opened at the SEC today and is set to turn Glasgow green and white this weekend. The first team squad will be there all weekend for picture opportunities and you can also get selfies with the treble trophies and the European Cup. And if that wasn't enough, there'll be loads of great challenges to try for your chance to be there. All you need to do is come on Clyde One Super Scoreboard this evening and we'll put your name in a hat and draw the winner at the end of the show. Hurry though, because tomorrow is sold out and there are only tickets available for Sunday. To find out more about the Celtic SC Festival, log on to www.celticscfestival.com. I want to hear from Bobby Madden in a minute, but let's start with Rangers and Stephen Gerrard accepts shy Rangers have work to do after passing up the chance to kill off progress Niederkorn in the Europa League. Gerrard had hoped they would draw up a big scoreline and bury the ghosts of 2017 when they met in qualifying last night, but had to settle for a 2-0 win. The Ibrox boss says that they should have been better. If I can find Stephen Gerrard, mm. I will let you hear it. He's very quiet tonight. He's very quiet tonight. Here is Stephen Gerrard. The game plan tonight was to try and kill the tie um, as early as we can. I think we've created more than enough chances to do that. Um, big moments in the game, we, we haven't been clinical enough. Obviously, the, the penalty springs to mind. and um, We've probably had six or seven decent chances on top of that to score more goals and then... Obviously, as the game goes on, we're chasing that third goal and lose a bit of discipline at the back, a bit of shape, and we we could have been caught out. Um, so there's work to do, um, but the the problem now is is progress is problem because we have a two 0 advantage. We've got a clean sheet, and um, I think you could see a gulf in in both teams tonight. So they need to do something drastically different from their game plan tonight, and. Um, I predict there'll be openings next week for us to go and create more chances, but we need to be more clinical in front of goal and try and kill this tie as early as we can. It's, it's still early. Um, sharpness and the, 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 normally the last thing to come after the pre-season is that sharpness and that clinical and that ruthlessness in front of goal. So uh, we know it'll come. Had the score been 5-0, 6-0 last night, it wouldn't have been a surprise based on the chances that Rangers had but they didn't take them and, and Stephen Gerrard touched on it there as well Progress Niederkorn had an excellent chance to make it 2-1 had it not been for 
a great save from Alan McGregor Yeah the away goal could have been so so important for them um, But I just feel that He'll be happy in the fact that they created so many chances Alison, yes Disappointed saying there that They didn't put the game to bed 3-4-0 mm-hmm. would have certainly seen that uh, They've still got a bit of work to do As is Aberdeen um, When they're at home next week as well But <clears throat> I just think under You know the new the new team The new squad I think they will have enough in their locker to go and get a comfortable one. Scott on Twitter, I have to ask you, Gordon, what have you seen of Joe Arribo and what you think, in his opinion, he thinks he's going to be a tremendous asset. From what I saw at the game last night, I was obviously there. He he was impressive. Yeah, yeah, he settled in very, very well, Alison. I watched him last week. The one thing I did notice about him, he doesn't give the ball away cheaply. He's good in possession. He can see a pass. And obviously getting a goal last night as well helps mm-hmm. your confidence and settles you into your new team. So I think they're looking at big things for this lad and uh, certainly what I've seen so far in the evidence he looks a real, real good player. You can give us a call 01419511025 and Geoffrey and Gifnock has done just that. Good evening, Geoffrey. Good evening. Um, um, you've actually um, made some points that I was going to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aribo was good last night. And yet again, we seem to be lacking in the finishing. We we think that we can walk the ball in the back of the net, um, which was the case in some of the chances that we had. But I'm still not convinced. Um, I think we'll do it next week. I mean, we've got the two goal cushion. It wasn't like two years ago going to Luxembourg one nil up. Yeah, we've got this two goal cushion. Um, I'm, I don't know. Um, Tavernier again with some of his passing um, not up to standard but he, when he got the ball he he did make use of it um, the defence was a wee bit scary at parts with that chance that they had and if they'd scored that it would have been a different ball game but I think we're getting it yet again as I'm saying all the time when I come on um Playing, we're playing well, but we're just not scoring. We're just not. Some of the players are not just taking the responsibility of taking shots, shots on themselves. Not clinical enough, yeah. is what Stephen Gerrard said, yeah. which is something he said last season uh, as well. I, th- I think it's. Uh, I know that the away goal would have made such a difference, Alison. But they've got a two-goal lead. What he will be delighted with is the number of chances that they are creating. Mm-hmm. And you've got to remember, the season's not started yet. And the sharpness will come with games. And, um, you know, I would be I'd be more concerned if I was involved at Rangers or Rangers manager and looking and thinking, well, we're not creating chances. Because he has got guys like Morelis, Defoe, that will put the ball in the back of the net. But I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think a 2-0 lead going over there... I think yep. the Rangers managers, right, they will have to change their game plan and I think that will suit Rangers with the players that they've got. And I, feel, I, I, I see Rangers, Aberdeen and obviously Celtic going around in the next stages. Thank you to Geoffrey for his call. You can obviously get us on 01419511025. Now, Bobby Madden has been speaking today and he's saying he expects more penalties to be awarded next season as a new handball rule comes into force across the SPFL. The old rule was based on the handball being deliberate, but there will now be more focus on a player's body position as well as any intent. And the referee says that should provide a bit more clarity. 
Now, it's very clear for us, if you enlarge your body, if your hand's in an unnatural position, if you score a goal by hand or allow an attacking phase by hand, it will be punishable. So that's all clear direction for referees, which will be applied consistently. Would you expect to give more penalties for handball this season than in previous seasons then? I believe so, given the, given the criteria that we've been given. Um, and I, I mentioned earlier, there's a real British mentality to what is what constitutes handball. But in European football, handball is expected to be awarded more often when, when the ball does hit the hand. So I believe with the, the, the criteria that's been issued ahead of this season, I believe more will be, will be punishable. Getting Gordon back to work a little bit early. He had a chat with Bobby Madden today. Interesting what he's saying, the, these real changes could lead to more penalties. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they the develop through the season. I'm sure that we'll still get the arguments for and against. Uh, but as long as the referees knows it clearly what the new rules are, then it will be a situation if your hand is in an unnatural position, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a penalty kick, Alison. And uh, players will just need to need to get used to these new rules. But it's going to be exciting and I'm sure... After next week when the league campaign starts off, I'm sure we will be getting phone calls every single night about it. You can give us your thoughts on that tonight as well. Let's go back onto the phones and we've got James and Drumchapel. Hello, James. Evening, how are we? I'm Hi, great, James. thanks. Um, I'm just, I mean, I just obviously heard that uh, Rangers supporter on there. It just seems to me that his glass is half empty. I thought Rangers controlled the game last night. I thought we created chances. We obviously took two of them. Um, but at the end of the day, you still need to give that goalkeeper credit. The guy had probably the, probably the game of his life last night. He saved for Halliday, saved him two shots for Morelos. We just, I, I just don't know what Rangers supporters are wanting in it. We've obviously, the, the guy said that we've not been scoring goals. Well, that's funny because I've watched a team score about, what, 17 or 18 goals in pre-season games and competitive games losing one goal. I just don't know what range of support which some range of supporters are wanting now. We've took a two nothing lead in Europe. To me, which I think's a great result. We'll go out to Luxembourg and we'll finish the job off. We've got what, eight eight new players in there now that's also trying to bed in. It's gonna take a while man for a team to obviously settle. I think just some range of supporters just need to take a chill pill and it will come. I just Well, I th- I think I think you're right in the fact, but you've got to listen to what you're you know, the Rangers manager saying he's a bit concerned about it. I just think it's down to early season. Um, you know, players aren't up to speed yet. In fact, you've got guys in there like Defoe. We all know his reputation as a goal scorer. Mm. Morel is banged in 30 last season. So I'm sure if they keep creating the chances, um, which they've got the players on the squad to do, then I think they will go on and, you know, they'll do all right in front of goals. I think they'll get people that can put the ball in the back of the net. Um, my big concern always for Rangers last season was I thought the centre-half positions needed sorted and he's addressed that situation and that takes time for a partnership to work together. So it'll be interesting but to see how they Gordon, start, especially with Kilmarnock next week. Gordon, yeah. I've got to say as well, I thought Edmiston was absolutely superb last night. Mm. The boy, he can zip passes about, he can tackle, he defends. He knows when not to dive in, and then when he goes to get the tackle, he was winning the ball. I thought the boy was absolutely superb last night, and he covered a lot um, in my grin. But I just thought that I just thought everything last night was only missing that maybe a, another two or three goals. Do you understand Stephen's? Sorry, James. Do you understand Stephen Gerrard's frustration there? Obviously, you are taking a two-goal lead 
over to Luxembourg, but he was expecting probably a more a more comfortable lead with with the chances that you had last night and, and what was created. Rangers did create a lot last night. They did, and that's the most pleasing thing about it is we're actually creating the chances, and it will come. It's the early season. You know what I mean? We've obviously got some teams haven't even come back yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, to obviously start their pre-season training, it takes a wee while. You know what I mean? To get things up and running, to get obviously to get that sharpness back. You know what I mean? We, we can be fit, but the match sharpness and, and all that is also going to take a wee bit of time. But I've, I've got no worries. I think had the penalty went in, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're sitting there seeing nothing, and it, and it would have been an easier thing. Mate. And I think. I do think after that, I think if the penalty went in, I think we'd have maybe scored another one up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you always want a wee bit more, especially at home. Um, and we just listened to Stephen Gerrard. He wanted more. He wanted to go over there with that comfortable three or four, Alison. But I still think that the manager's right in what he's saying because they will have to have a different approach. And I think that obviously with the new players that Rangers have got, I think they're good enough to go and, and score over there. And I think they'll they'll have enough to go and win that. James, you're yeah, obviously I, I encouraged by what you're seeing rather than the, the, the kind of we're not scoring enough. Well, I mean, if you think back to what, two seasons ago and what we served up against that team, um, what mm-hmm. we had, you know what I mean, the players that was in the team that night, I just think that things are moving um, in the right direction. I'm quietly confident um, about this season. Um, I, th- I do think that we will do something. We will challenge Celtic a hell of a lot. It will be a lot tighter than it's been in uh, the last couple of years. And I'm 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 actually it's the first time in a few years I've actually been I'm I'm excited to start going back to the games again. You know what I mean? You're getting that buzz. You know you're in your gut and you're looking forward to the game at night. I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of still um, to come in that team, especially the guys like um, Aribo. I just I can't believe that we have picked that guy up for mm. pennies. I think that boy is going to go into bigger, big 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 things. That boy's going to um, achieve in football. Yeah, the one thing I think that uh, Rangers have they've recruited quite well. I've I watched them last week. Um, they've got a decent sized squad. The, uh, Stephen Gerrard wants quality for every position, but I'll be down to the bread and butter. You know, they've got to hit the ground running next week. Um, you, they've got to see the Rangers board has backed the manager massively, yeah. and the Rangers fans are excited this season, uh, which they're seeing. But it's up to the players to go and produce it. And they've really got to get silverware somewhere, Alison. Uh, I don't think another season of finishing nine points behind, not even getting to a final, will be acceptable. Absolutely. Um, we touched on it at the start of the show as well. There, there, were, there was another Europa League match last night for Scottish teams. Aberdeen coming back from Georgia with that one-all draw with Chikura. Yeah, the away goal, uh, penalty kick, Cosgrove. Um, so Derek McInnes will... Fancies chances at Petaudry next week. Uh, but you can't take in for granted because I stood here not that long ago and thought that their four Scottish Cups were going to yeah. progress and unfortunately Kamarnock slipped up. Uh, but Derek McInnes will do a very professional job and I think that you know that way goal uh, will be valuable and I think that, that three clubs will progress into the next stages. Well, Derek McInnes prefer that that he, they've been away now. They've got that one-one draw. He knows exactly what they need to do at Petardry next week. Yeah, yeah. Home advantage, big crowd there. Um, he will expect his players to have enough in their locker to get through that. Alison, um, that that away goal is uh, vital to you. And um, you know, Cosgrove got it. He's one of the guys that can score goals for him. So I'm sure that all Aberdeen supporters and Derek McInnes and the players they'll be looking to go into the next stages because they have got home advantage 
they have got the away goal and I think that will be enough We always say we want all the Scottish teams to do well in Europe it's all about the coefficient we want to improve that we were 20th we have gone up to 19th Yeah I think last year we started off something around about 25 mm-hmm. would I be correct in saying that so it's terrific for Scotland um, and we just hope that the, the three teams uh, Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen can keep it going for us and keep progressing because it's very difficult in Europe now with the amount of games that you have to play mm-hmm. just to get to the group stages so uh, I think they're all in good positions and I will expect them all to get through. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Dale here with me, Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard until seven o'clock tonight. Well, Neil Lennon says there are plans in place should Kieran Tierney leave Celtic this summer. He's been the subject of two failed bids from Arsenal with reports suggesting they could come back again. Lennon says they're no further forward either way. There's a lot of speculation, obviously, and that's going to rumble on. You know, and I'm sort of ad nauseum asking, answering the same questions over and over every press conference. It is as you were, but it was you know, a week ago, two bids have been in, two bids have been rejected, and, and that's where we are. You can never say never because, you know, we don't, you know, you can't predict these things. And if there is interest in them, then other clubs may come in or Arsenal may come again. I, I can't predict that. So at the minute, he's working away in the background. It's difficult for him to keep focus at times because he's only human. But uh, we're supporting them all we can at the moment. We also have a contingency plan for, you know, cases, you know, and, and work out other options if that scenario, that worst case scenario, were to happen. So yes, uh, you know, having that extra two or three weeks later on in the window may be beneficial. He's hoping Kieran Tierney stays, and at the moment he is staying. But they've absolutely got to have plans in place in case he goes two days before the transfer window yeah, shuts. Of course, um, that's your job. You would be looking at it. You know the situation. Arsenal coming in, talking round about the twenty-five million, <coughs> which is a lot of money for a young player at twenty-two. Uh, but I think the boy, I think Neil Lennon's right there. I think the boy will be trying to just concentrate, get his head down, get himself back to fitness. And then see where it takes him. I'm sure every Celtic supporter will want him to stay, but when Arsenal come calling and offer in the region of 25 million, it is a lot of lot of money for a, a player. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Cairn Tierney even fancies going into Arsenal. You've got to take that into consideration. He's a Celtic boy. He grew up ball boy. Loves the club. Mm-hmm. He's won a lot of uh, trophies with them. He's been absolutely terrific for them. Um, you just wonder. <clears throat> If he sees the opportunity to go to an Arsenal just now, or maybe he, he just looks at Celtic and thinks, no, I'll have another couple of years. He's got plenty of time in his hand, and he has a terrific talent. A busy night on the phones as well. We've got Tony in Brighton, and you want to talk about Kieran Tierney, don't you? Yes, that's correct. Okay, Tony, what's your point? Well, I don't want him to leave, but I think he should come out and say either he's gone or he's no gone. Because every time you pick up the phone or you pick up the Celtic news, he's gone, he's no gone, he's no gone. Now, the player could stop all that. Now, nobody wants to believe, none of the Celtic fans want to believe that he could stop it. Just let him say, say I'm no gone, I'm gone. And put us out of misery. Because that's what it's been. Every time you see it's a new thing coming out of the Celtic news now, he's gone, he's no gone. He could put a stop to it by just saying, I am not. 
That's that's my point I'd like to make. In a way he doesn't know though. No, I don't I don't think it's his responsibility. I think the most important thing for him just now is to get back to fitness, Alison. Mm. Now, if a bid does come in and it's accepted and he's allowed to speak to them, he's quite entitled to go and speak to them. He's not asked for the transfer, he's not out shouting that he wants to leave Celtic. We know his love for the club. Uh but when somebody comes in and offers twenty five million then it's acceptable, that's the price that they're looking for. You've got to then, you know, sit down with the player, have a chat. Then, then only when he when he speaks to Arsenal that he will realise if that is a move for him. So at this moment in time, he's not done doing anything wrong. He's, he's, he's not had the opportunity to go and speak to them. But when the time does come, if it does, then he's quite right to sit down, listen to what they have to say, then... As you were saying there, I think he's going to come out and say, right, mm. I'm going to go and have a crack at the, the English Premiership or I'm happy to stay with Celtic. But just now, I don't think the boy's doing anything wrong. No, I'm, I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong, Gordon. I just think, I mean, they're going, either Arsenal should stop putting stories in that he's gone, he's no gone. Then the Daily Record saying the same thing, he's gone. Then Neil's coming and saying, he's no gone. We, we don't know. You know, well, in a sense, that Neil Lennon band. doesn't know because at the moment Arsenal haven't met what Celtic want. But if Arsenal yeah. come back in again and meet Celtic's demands, then he might go. So it's very difficult to, for any side to say categorically, no, unless Arsenal turn around and say, nah, that's it, we're done. Yeah, but then would, you can't stop more, another club coming in. Yeah, I would more be looking at uh, the way Arsenal are going about their business, Alison. You know, they know what Celtic want, they know the price for the boy. They they obviously think a lot of Kieran Tierney, so why not just you know the the money that that sort of money down there is not a lot of money to teams like Arsenal and other teams like that. If you're going to do it again, put the money down. Say to Celtic, right? Okay, we're prepared mm-hmm. to go to the, the 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 amount you want. Sit the boy down. Tell him what you think his plans are. He needs to talk about length of contract, amount of money, and it will be massive money, but. He might then turn around and say, no, I prefer to stay with Celtic because mm-hmm. we know his love for the club. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think Kieran Tierney's desperately wanting to say, do you know what, I want to go and sign for Arsenal. But he's quite entitled, when it comes about, if it comes about, to sit down and listen to what they have to say. And then he's got to make a decision. But I'm sure every Celtic fan want him uh, in a Celtic jersey next year. Thanks to Tony for his call. Now we've got Ian in Hampshire. On the line. Good evening, Ian. Hi, Alison. Uh, how are you doing, Gordon? Uh, I'm just walking my way from home. Um, uh, Tony, the last caller, I was obviously talking about Kieran mm-hmm. Tierney. That's not my point. It's just speculation, Gordon. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yep. it, 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 the media are creating a story. The boy, where he wants to go or not. And if, if the valuation gets met, 25 million, as you say, Gordon, what about a business? No, I mean, for a 22-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 totally, I, I totally agree with sorry, you. I, 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 I can't get a signal down here. It's a nightmare. <laughs> right. I think for I think for a young boy, twenty two, uh, twenty five million, especially for a Scottish club now, uh, is absolutely fantastic. And Celtic Celtic can't sort of uh, knock that back. That's that's massive money mm. even to Celtic. And I know that they want to keep Tierney, but. If the Arsenal come in and match what they want and say, right, this is where we're going to pay you, that's what you're wanting, sit down and talk to the boy, and then it's completely up to the boy to see where his future's going to be. But I wouldn't be. Just, 
known Tierney and you know since he was a young boy there he loves the club I don't, I don't think you know he has to make that move this season I think you're spot on Gordon yeah he's got time in his hands he can he can wait for you know another year another two years to see if Celtic can go on and keep winning trophies and get to 9-10 in a row uh, I'm sure he would be wanting to be part of that especially growing up yeah. being a ball boy at Celtic Park loves a club so I don't think Tierney's in a rush I think his biggest rush is basically he want, the boy wants to get back playing football and he wants to it's probably going. get back in a Celtic jersey so it'll be interesting to see what Arsenal do uh, their next move is but I just think that you know people are saying well Tierney should come out and see our Celtic it's not up to them it's up to Arsenal to come yes, and say but... we want to buy this player that's their 25 million right we want to talk to him you're, you're spot on Gordon and Arsenal want to structure it they want to pay 15 they've not got a big budget uh, Gordon you mm. know what I mean but uh, Alison can I come back with my, with my main point of course you can uh, yeah. I, what, what it is you've, you've had obviously numerous Celtic supporters on over the last 10 days they need to start smelling the coffee you know what I'm talking about Gordon they're panicking What's, what's the panic about? We've brought in four players. Three of them are defenders. Now, I watched the game on Wednesday night. Now, you know yourself, Gordon, I've spoke to you and Mark many a time on knowing Gordon's... Uh, yeah, Thursday night, yeah. Now, when, when Neil came in, <coughs> it was Neil's team. Neil was the interim manager, i.e. an advisor. Now, me personally, I don't know who, but I think uh, John... Oh, which is a big central defender? Big John Kennedy. He's on the John Kennedy. John Kennedy. Yeah. Aye, John Kennedy and Damien Duff were picking the team. Now, I'm not saying Neil Lennon didn't have an influence. Now he's got a mark on the team. Now it's his team. Now Gordon. Now mm-hmm. Wednesday night proved that seven Scotsmen were in that team. Are started. Now, the midfield had five Scottish midfielders in it at one stage, including Brown, who's retired to the international stage. But Christie, Lewis Morgan, Scott, uh, James Forrest, and just try to think who the other, uh, Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. And the centre forward, who's just come back and scored his first competitive goal since November, a world class free kick. That's what a brand new signing, Gordon. Yeah, I totally, agree, I totally agree with and that. It, I think it, I think it's Griffiths great for gives him a bit. Great for Scotland as well, Gordon. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, Neil will mark his um, put his stamp on his team the way they're going to play formation. Um, I I don't see I don't see where the panic is. Most teams, you, you look at most teams just now. Even I went to watch Motherwell the other night there, mm-hmm. and the amount of new signings that they've got. It takes time for everything to gel. Yeah. It takes time to get your points over. We've not even kicked a ball uh, in earnest in the in the league campaign yet, which starts next week. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too much of a hurry to go and judge teams. I would, you know, I think you, the first month after the first month. Then I think you start you to look, judge it. Uh, you start to look at the teams who's settling in well, who's got the better uh, formation, who's playing the better football, who's scoring the most goals. I always think you give yourself into the first month before you start really having an idea of who's recruited better. 
Because uh, you might yep. find that, uh, you know, you look at Celtic bringing in not as many as Rangers, but you might find that one or two settle in quickly with Celtic. Griffiths can back, I think, is a massive boost for Celtic. I really do. Uh, I think he'll score goals all day long for them. So, yeah, I, 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 the big worry for me was the, the right-back position. They had to fill that. Realistically, yep. then, they were left a little bit short there. Ayer played a few games. Not the right-back for me. He didn't look comfortable. No, he, he wasn't the worst I've ever seen, but I just think they needed someone in there to re- replace Lustig. And I think that you're you're right. You, you, you missed who I call the best midfield player on his game, Tom Rodgers. I think he's absolutely yep. terrific when he's on his game. Uh, so they've got, they've got bags, bags and bags of players and quality players, and that's why I think this year we're going to have such an exciting league. I really do, and I think we'll have a terrific I, league. I think there'll be a lot of goals because that's what I'm saying, Gordon. I've, I've no, I've no mentioned. You just mentioned Rogic. Hmm. I've no mentioned in Charm. I've no mentioned Julian, who's still got to come in. You've got the boy Luca Connell. I mean, there's, there's. There's a rich vein there that that suits Celtic very well. That he can chop and change, Gordon. Oh, he's got. He's definitely. He's definitely got options. He, he, he can, you know, he can look at different formations. I think, you know, you look at Rangers as well with the amount of options they've got. But oh, definitely, Gerrard seems to like the four-three-three, the sort of a Liverpool style. Um, but Neil Lennon can go to a back three. He can play wing backs and and forest and you know uh, people like that. He's got bags and bags of options. I don't think Neil Lennon's sitting there looking at his squad thinking I'm a bit worried before the season kicks off. I think he's got enough quality in there. And if some something does come up, and for instance the Tierney saga, if he leaves, I am sure he's got a game plan. He's not doing. Yeah. He wouldn't be doing his job. So I think he'll have covered that. One more thing, Alison, okay. if you don't mind. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's great to go on because I love it. I can't wait to the normal to use it all back together, the two Monday and one nights. and then a Saturday. Yeah, oh, it's Monday night, that's Monday even nights. better. But but what I'm going to say, Alison, I don't know if you watched the game on Wednesday night. Gordon, yes, I don't I know if you there. watched the game. Right, you were at, oh, you were at it? Yes. You were there on Wednesday night, that's right. Now, I don't know about yourself, Alison. Uh, how fat did they look? I mean, I watched the full game on my on my mm. tablet because, as I say, I, I'm I'm working on a site. You know, I live on. I'm a caretaker, and it's the fittest I've ever seen them, Gordon, in qualifying over the last couple of years. I you know th- what I mean? Yeah, they I went th- and done. The, they went and done their pre-season. Now it's started in earnest now. Yeah, it's completely completely different as well from the times when I played. You had seven, eight weeks off. You walked in. Uh, some players were maybe a stone and a half overweight. I'll not mention who who the ones were, uh, but the the technology now with the the, the sports scientists guys that they get programs when they leave to go on their holidays where they're just topping it up and they know mm. when they come back. And the most important thing in pre season is to get some game time. Yeah, uh, get your sharpness, work on your fitness. But make sure you try and stay away from injuries And I think that's a big thing for all managers and all players nowadays As I say, it's a completely different style of you know fitness nowadays These players are they're, they're, they're fitter than they've ever been Thank you to Ian for his call 
I said this last night as well after watching the game. Yeah, they did. Neil Lennon said that he wants to still rest some of the players next week. They're taking that five goal lead, so he's got mm-hmm. that luxury that he can rest a few players because it is still pre season. Lee Griffiths scored that goal. He was given man of the match. Personally, Ryan Christie on Wednesday night was a real standout for I've, Celtic. I've got to say, Alison, when Ryan Christie came into Celtic and then he got loaned out to Aberdeen. I didn't think there was a avenue for Christie, mm-hmm. uh, but under Brendan Rodgers, they worked very hard with him in, his, in the gym, put a bit of muscle on. That's what I'm saying. It's completely different now in the fitness, and the boy has been absolutely sensational. I've got to say, uh, he's get better and better, and I think this will be another big season for him. He was a kind. Of, he, he was at one point. I was looking at him, thinking, "You're just going to be a squad player." He's certainly not that now. He's probably first pick uh, in the middle of the yeah. park. And they've got so many options in there because they have got a lot of quality in the middle of the park. So. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll hear from Alec in Motherwell after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL and Alison Conroy here until 7 o'clock. It's one in, one out for Motherwell as Christy Mazinga signed a deal at the club before Danny Johnson sealed his move to Dundee. Stephen Robinson says Cedric Keeper recommended new striker Mazinga to the club while Danny Johnson just didn't fit into his system. Yeah, we've had Christy for, for over a month now. He really impressed me. I had to wait for his opportunity, but really exciting. I think, you know, he, he's a gamble worth taking. Really quick, really strong. Gives us that another option, that number nine position. And could also play in wider areas. So we'll still be another month or so before we see him on the pitch. But, he, you know, I feel he'll be a decent signing for us if he progresses. You know, he really impressed us in training. And he impressed us with his attitude, his desire. I like boys that have got a real drive to, to succeed, and he has. It was actually Cedric Kipper put me on to him. So if he goes the same pathway as Cedric, where having played a professional game and then went for a million pound then we'll be absolutely delighted hey, Danny Johnson that's been confirmed that he's away to Dundee this morning was it just a case of not in your plans this season yeah I think you know Danny hasn't played for me since Ross County in the Cup in January he hasn't started a game he's a brilliant boy Danny you know he's, he's been exemplary with his attitude some players when they're not in the team aren't and he has been so it was unfair of me to keep him here and not make him a starter yeah, all he wanted to do was play football as I say his attitude has been tremendous at the football club he scored some important goals for us as well but I, I think it's important you know in the direction I'm moving I didn't see Danny playing for me and it's important to be fair to him as well and that's what we've done and he goes with our very best wishes uh, you know a very good professional We've got Alec and Motherwell on the phone now Alec I know you've been waiting a bit but I thought you'd want to hear from your manager before I got you on as well uh, I didn't know they actually sent another forward because that was <laughs> going to be one of the points I was going to pick to Gordon mm-hmm. it's I phoned a few weeks ago and I spoke with you, Gordon, and I was getting a wee bit worried whenever Mullerow had lost a full midfield. It would be like big hasty. I know Turnbull's back for the moment, mm-hmm. but Cadden been away, this one been away, that one, main away to Aberdeen, and I kind of was actually getting a bit worried. But Stephen Robinson, I think you've got to take your hat after the guy, because the guys that he's, he's brought in uh, seem to be like for like, and only time will tell if they're any better than what was there, but. The guy, uh, I can never say his name, is it? Seedorf that came in for Aribe. Yeah, Seedorf. Yeah, I watched watched him last week against Morton. That was the first time I've seen him this season. And he's uh, recruited quite well. The one thing that I did notice is he's got bags of pace. The lad Hilton on the other side as well. Sometimes I just think that um, 
their legs work quicker and their brains because they're so quick. But they certainly added a bit of pace. But the one thing I did look at and I thought they were a wee bit short was the striker area. Although the young boy, right, uh, right. you know, he scored uh, against scored two against Morton. Young Scott, so uh, but they needed they needed a bit of strength in there because it's going to be a long season. He's just a young lad. He's trying to learn his trade. Uh, I think it would have been a big ask to play him, you know, week in week out. Um, but I think the I think the Motherwell managers recruit, recruited well. I like I like uh, Gallagher at the back. Dyton Gallagher coming for Livingston. I think he's a very good user of the ball. Um, and they looked they looked at, like they've got a decent. A decent side, Motherwell. Um, I think they'll cause a few surprises next season. I really do because I just think the modern day game now pace is a big, big asset. I think it's last year they've done the very same thing. Basically, in the League Cup, they they gave a couple of teams a wee bit of doing. Again, I know it was lesser opposition, and then well, we all know what happened at the start of the season. It just didn't seem to come together. So I hope we don't do the same this year. But they really, really look. Is that the gear that could give some teams a run for money? Gordon, see the goalkeeping situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably put you in the spot here, but who would you prefer to bring goals? <laughs> who would? Um, oh, Keith McRae. Do you think, do you, do you think <laughs> Trevor Carson's actually lost his, lost his spot now? Yeah, I think Gillespie's uh, the main man. Um, I don't. I don't think that. Um, you know, he, he should be replaced. I think he's he's played very well since he came into the goalkeeping situation. Um, but it's like everything else in, in clubs now. That, that More clubs are bringing in more players and they're trying to get a little bit of competition to push each other on and claim the claim the jersey. But um, I, I think that the, the lad, Gillespie, just now is as is, is decent as you can get. Thank you to Alec and Motherwell for his call. I've got Jim in Springburn on the line as well. Hello, Jim. Hello, Arson. Hello, uh, Gordon. Hi, Jim. Uh, we touched on a call, uh, a couple of, couple of calls back mm-hmm. about uh, Ryan Christie. I think Christie is, after Keane Tierney, the next best thing we have got. And I believe Celtic uh, lost the balance when he got the, the injury against Aberdeen in the semi-final. And Celtic last year, they, they had horrendous injuries and with Griffiths being out. And when... I noticed it myself when Christie wasn't playing. Celtic seemed to lose a wee bit of momentum and going forward, I think that's the next guy that uh, we should try and hold on to. Well, I think I think other clubs will be looking. He'll be on the radar. He's uh, he's improved, incredible. He really has. Um, as I said, when I when I looked at him, I thought he was going to be a squad player when Celtic brought him in. But they've worked very hard in his fitness and the timing of his runs, his scoring goals, he's a really, really important player because you have got some good players in there like St McGregor, for instance. You've got Scott Brown that commands a game probably most weeks because he's a captain and what he's given to Celtic. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, decent, pl- a lot of yeah. decent players in the middle of the part, but I've got to say uh, Neil Lennon certainly will be putting Christie's name down in the team sheet most uh, weeks. Yes, Jim. Uh, going back to last year as well, when uh, Celtic went to Ibrox and they played McGregor at uh, left back yep. and uh, Brown was injured, Celtic seemed to play their best football when it was McGregor and Christie in the middle. Uh, yeah. I'm not taking that away from Scott Brown because I love him, but Celtic had a real balance there. Yeah, they had. We had this debate last year because a lot of Celtic uh, supporters 
agreed with you But I'm I disagree I think that Scott Brown I think Celtic are a, a better team With Scott Brown in it Than when he yeah, wasn't I, I wasn't saying that Gordon yeah. No I know but I, I understand what your point of view was Because a lot of people were saying that McGregor was sitting just in front of the back four And he was getting on the ball And Celtic were playing better football But if you watch Scott Brown closely He brings so much to Celtic In the middle of the park um, I don't know if he'll If Neil Lennon will look at him this year And think right You're going to start every game uh, But certainly when it comes to the big games I think you've got to have your captain Your leader mm. in there But with, with Scott Brown beside Ryan Christie and Callum McGregor uh, Scott Brown could call the shots And I just think That even with Christie being left-footed And like the Celtic maybe used to have In Sinclair Out in the left Being right-footed I think it that, that suits more Ryan Christie. Ryan Christie, to me, I remember seeing a goal he scored against uh, Celtic for Inverness Cali at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how, how easy and how casual he made it look. Oh, he's certainly an improved player, you've got to say. He really has. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds. His game's terrific. Um, but I think he's, he's, you know, he's in there in merit. And uh, I think it'll take a... A very good player to replace him and put him out because I think that obviously Neil Lennon likes what he brings. He's great energy. He can score goals, and uh, he's a very very talented player. Thank you to Jim in Springburn for his call. Gordon rapidly run out of time. I want to cut, touch on a couple of other things that have happened today in Scottish football. Former Celtic chief scout John Parks set to become Falkirk's football director after a multi-million pound takeover. The Falkirk board have begun detailed negotiations with an English businessman. The move would see an initial seven-figure cash injection and would give Park money to spend before the transfer window closes if the negotiations are completed on time. Now, Falkirk have already brought in a lot of signings over this close season. A seven million pound, sorry, a seven-figure cash injection to a club in League One. Yeah, um, they, they certainly are going about their business to get out of League One, Alison. Yeah. You're right, they've brought in a lot of good players and they're just now they're probably be strong favourites mm-hmm. to win it. I think John Parks is, is a good addition. Uh, the one thing you know, and especially at Celtic, he had an eye for a player and he'll be able to go out there and find the players that Falkirk want. And the added bit of business to that is they've now got money in the bank that will probably get them better quality. Mm. So I think this could be a big, big season for Falkirk. And, yeah, um, they're too big a club to be in League One. Well, it's okay. But it's that. very difficult when you go down. Yeah, but to uh, get back up. You know, a lot of clubs, you know, you look at the Championship, for instance, and people say that, you know, these clubs are too big. You are where you are. And um, the one thing that they're doing is they're going to have a real go to it. They're giving the manager every backing. He has brought in a lot of season pros and a lot of good players mm. uh, and probably paying them decent money as well. So it's up to them to go out and uh, obviously get themselves out of the league because that will be the aim next season for Falkirk. Now Stevie May was on the verge of joining St Johnson. He passed a medical. Tommy right now says it's not happening. Yeah, St Johnson are struggling a little bit. I'm sure Tommy Wright would have loved Stevie May back there. Uh, he had good times at St Johnston. Uh, early in his career and obviously Tommy Wright knows him and uh, likes the way the boy goes about, mm-hmm. about his business but um, it just didn't work for him at Aberdeen I think Aberdeen was a big big step for him and he, he wasn't getting a regular game up there 
And I think he just needs a fresh challenger, boy. St Mirren, one of the teams now in the frame to take Stevie May. I think St Mirren need as many players as they can get, Alison. Mm-hmm. They are really, really struggling. Jim Goodwin's been in there. Um, you know, he's not got the biggest squad. He's already come out on record and he's talking about trying to get signings in. Uh, it's not as easy as uh, everybody thinks that you just go and pick up the, the bit of quality you're looking for. And I think if something drastically doesn't happen there, I think this is going to be a long, long season for St Mern and their supporters. I hope you've got plans for this weekend. Your last free weekend, the season is back next weekend. We are back next weekend. We're back on Monday for the two hours. Yeah, Tuesday for me and then obviously the Thursday night with Mark and uh, then building up to next Saturday, Celtic Park. Um, I'm looking forward to it. As I said earlier in the programme, Alison, I think this is going to be an exciting year. I think this will be a cracker this season. Well, Gordon Duncan is back on Monday. We've got my map ready. He'll find his way back to the studio after his summer off. He's on with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. And it's back to six till eight o'clock from Monday night. You can keep up to date with everything that's happening on Twitter at Clyde SSB. George is up next with GBX. 